Ask the Podcast Coach for January 7th, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's a new year. It's a new Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And uh, today we're going to talk maybe a little chat GTP because, you know, all the kids are doing it. And uh, we've also got some questions about launching your podcast. We might talk about the ins and outs of podcasting. A lot of it depends on where the chat room wants to go. And uh, here to help me do that is the one and only from TheAverageGuy.tv, Jim Cullison. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always great to be with you. Happy New Year, the newest uh, or the, the first show of 2023. And it's always great to be with you. For those of you that are watching live, is anybody else thinking, because I put fireworks up and the fireworks are very golden and so is Jim's face. So it kind of looks oh, like you are basking you. in the glow of... Uh, <laughs> hopefully not golden like Tilk's face on, uh, on on Stargate in the first couple seasons and then it kind of fades as it goes along. Yeah. You have to be a, you'd have to be a, a uh, Stargate nerd yeah, to I'm really like, understand that. That one went over my head. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's that's sorry. It happens. Yeah. That's G1. That's a... That's I'm that kind of nerd. Our family has watched that series a couple times. Ah, well, I also know you're a coffee nerd. I am a coffee nerd. And so uh, let's get you you support me. Yeah, let's get you fired up. There we go. And of course, that uh, coffee pour is brought to us by our good friend, Mark. Dave said slowly so he can find the slide. Uh, Mark over at podcastbranding.co. And uh, I was playing this week with... uh, some t-shirt places and it's always cool every time i go to make a t-shirt and i upload the school of podcasting logo i'm like oh man it looks good on a t-shirt and that's because mark made it he also did ask the podcast coach the podcast rodeo show and probably thousands of other artwork uh if you need podcast artwork if you need a pdf if you need a whole website if you go what do you mean when you say branding he will do a podcast he'll like basically help you with your brand uh, the great thing is he's an award-winning artist, but he's also a podcaster, so you don't have to explain to him that it's like a little internet radio show, and he is going to make you look phenomenal. So he's going to sit down with you one-on-one, figure out what you need, what you want, and then here's a novel idea. Give it to you. Yes, you're going to look great. Check it out, podcastbranding.co. All right, Dave, I think all the audio stuff I had you do in the beginning of the show, we still got you a little bit low. So can right. you turn your whole gain up just a little bit? I think that would. My that whole would gain. I turned you up and I've turned me up. Oh, turn you turn. I think leave me the same or bring me down a little bit. Bring you a okay. bit up on the process. Um, big thanks to our friend uh, Dan Lefebvre over there based on a true story uh, based on truestorypodcast.com. And uh, for his sponsorship, he's got a new episode out, Spartacus. So 221 talks about Spartacus. If you want to head out there, if you're looking for something new, I know the holidays are over and everybody's back to work. Boo. Um, I'm fully planning on celebrating Chinese New Year this year and taking another week off. Why wouldn't we, Dave? (laughs) I'm global. I'm a global guy. I'm going to take another week off. Uh, Check it out today based on a true story. Oh, let me try that again. Based on a true story podcast. Yeah, I think I'm a little loud, and I think you're a little quiet. 
All right, I will turn you down, I will turn me up, and I will, I don't know, throw the roadcaster out the window and we're done. Eh, no, we'll give it, we'll give it, we'll, we'll give it a try. I, I think that's a little bit better. We, we do have one quick question. This is an easy one. Where do I get intro music for my podcast and preferably free? And so what I'm going to do, yeah, this, this is podcastingresources.com. This is a website I manage. Um, and I thought we had one. I know there's sound effects. They're kind of here. If I click on that, it's probably in the category. But basically over here, there's um, free is going to be the tough one because I know there are places online. SoundSnap is free. So there's one. Um, Sound Rangers is not. And I thought if I go up here, because this is sound effects, I thought there'd be one for like production music or something like that. I use um, audiojungle.net. And what I do is instead of looking for music, I look for logos. And I always thought logo was, you know, like a thing that Mark would make for you. And on that website, they call logo and it's usually like 30 seconds of music. And it's like a third of what a song would cost. And so, uh, you know, you can go over there and get a logo for, you know, seven bucks or something like that. It's really weird that I know it's right in front of me. Here we go. Podcast. No promote. Here we go. Production music. And so here it's the same places. Uh, Audio jungle, sound stripe, sound rangers, sound dogs, Uh, premium beat. These are all paid for though is the problem. Melody loops is a really, it says it's free, but melody loops is an interesting one because you can go in and I think you buy the track and then what you do is you can say, give me a 15 second version, give me a minute and a half version. And it somehow stretches the song to, uh, to do that. But you can find that over at, uh, podcastingresources.com. Jim, do you know of any off the top of your head that, uh, paid service? I, I do like what Gary says, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Stockton and Chas says we purchased a license for our intro music from pond five worth the investment. Is your podcast worth a hundred bucks? And, uh, you know, um, I've used in the past, well, I've used a couple alternative sources where it was free. One is SoundCloud, where you mm. go out and listen to some some music, contact the the author, the composer, the what whatever you want to yeah. say, and um, and said, hey, I'd love to use your music. Do you agree? W- would it be okay if we use this cliff on that? And I, I got some, um, I got a, I got that back from them in writing just to say that they had given me permission that it wasn't in a, you know, wasn't part of a production or there's any other rights ownership to it. So you could do it that way. That's a little more work because you have to make sure it's all put in place. The other thing I did was I reached out, my son was in a band. So I reached out to that band and just said, Hey, can you guys, can I use some of the music from your album? Well, they were, they were wanting exposure anyways. So Gave them credit for it in the show notes and all those other things and links to the EP if, if folks wanted to go buy it and such. So there's, I love the idea of trying to get a, to get a hold of some local musicians yeah. who are wanting to do some things and even maybe have them do a custom, com, you know, if they've got some things that are out, ask them if they'll do some custom stuff for you for, you know, you need 30 seconds of it, right? In some, in some cases. Yeah, because so, a lot of times all they have to do is go in and mute the vocals. You know, like I don't really need yeah. somebody going, yeah. you know, Donna, you broke my heart. I'm like, that doesn't really fit with the podcast. So you just mute the vocals and you end up with this cool thing. Chris uh, mentioned something here that YouTube has free music as well. I've always wondered if that's like if I download it because I did. I have a I have a folder. It's like this is YouTube music. 
But if I'm not using it on YouTube, I'm like, does that somehow get me in, in trouble? Yeah, was, Mark, Mark makes a good point, right? He says, make sure, make sure, <laughs> <laughs> make sure you read the license, right? Some, wherever you're getting it from, if you're paying for it, or even if you're not paying for it, make sure you're, you're, you've got the appropriate licensing covered. Um, it, because if it's limited, if it is on a limited time, then you've got to know that to be able to pull it back out at the end of that time. If depending on how it's written, right? In the, in the license. It can be a one use, still could be a one use downloadable extended license, meaning it's good in that MP3 or it's good in that media file right. forever, so to speak. But then um, you it, you can't, you lose the rights to use it in new material going forward. It's all in the wording and all what you agree to. And it's always, because lawyers love to be vague, it's always going to be super vague <laughs> in that and so uh, just, just make sure you're doing it the, the, the right way. I, I like to avoid music whenever possible. I think people put too much emphasis on an opening jingle, I, you know, I, whatever. The guys in Hollywood pay a ton of money for this. Yeah. Right? I, I've seen people that actually won't launch because they can't find the right music. And I was like, really? Because that music is going to last maybe 15 seconds, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And well, listen, we, we've grown up, you and I have grown up in an era where bumper music was everything. Like TV shows start with a jingle, uh, listening to the radio, all advertisements have a jingle and there's power in music. There's power in the, in the, you know, the, um, the idea of a jingle, but, but all those, when we think about radio, we think about TV, that those are all big money licensing deals. And we just kind of think, oh yeah, we can just grab, we could do that too. I could have that playing in the background when I'm saying these things? Well, in most cases, no, because you don't own a big license. You, you haven't paid a big fat fee for that. Yeah. So you can't do that. Danny Gable, finding us from LinkedIn, says support your local musicians. And I believe, sure. I believe, because in my book, there's only one Danny Gable. Is he a local musician? He's a guy who was in, a, he was in, uh, I believe my first band. Oh, like nice. when I played in the living room, for a sleepover and i think we were all of 14 at the time i believe danny was on drums larry was on bass and i was on guitar and we played tom petty's uh i need to nope. know oh and uh i think we made five or ten bucks and i was like wait i just got paid to play to women in their pajamas i'm like <laughs> i'm i'm in i'm a musician so but the last one we we played in um Anyway, I'll go into stories about music, but we, I played on, in, in a lake in the middle, or on an island in the middle of Lake Erie with Danny, and that was a lot of fun because people, nice. were, people were hammered by 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, for sure. Uh, for so sure. Uh, here's another. Welcome, welcome Danny. Yeah. So Thanks for finding us. Great to see you, buddy. Um, I think he does custom guitars now, if I remember right. Uh, here's another kind of new release um, question. It says, our first two episodes go live tomorrow, and I have to admit, I'm a bit nervous. Are people going to listen? I don't know. Are people going to like it? I don't know. And that's kind of where I want to, that's the part I'm like, mm. we've been trying to build some buzz on socials and we have a trailer that's been out for a couple of weeks. What else can we do but wait and see? And the part that I was confused on is, are they going to like it? I don't know. And I'm like, then you probably shouldn't be releasing. Like, why didn't you get some feedback from people? Mm -hmm. Like the whole, like, are they going to like it? I don't know. I'm like, well, but getting feedback's painful, Dave. Yeah, that's it's what it's they might not like it. I'm like, well, yeah, 
you know, yeah. so there, because the next question is going to be, it is, it's the one and only Danny Gable. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I love it. Love it. And uh, so when, you know, then you release it, then the next question is, okay, I'm only getting X amount of downloads. How, uh, yes, Pie Company Guitars. I'm going to guess.com. And um, so it's uh, when you, you know, if you don't know, then again, we're, we're back to, I'm trying to grow my audience and you're giving them, you know, you're, you're feeding meat to the vegetarian. They're like, yeah, this isn't really what I want. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I'm looking for. So, well, but okay, let's just talk about the human condition. Like we are afraid of that feedback in, in, you know, when you're first creating this, you're like, I don't know if I really want anybody to let, to give me feedback. I think it's great, but I don't want any feedback on it. And, you know, it's like that first, you know, when you write something, say you write a long form blog post or something. The first time you write it, you think, okay, that's good enough. And then give it a go, go, go overnight and then read it the next day. It's, and you come back to it, you're like, this is terrible, right? I think we do the same thing with, with podcasts all the time and we're just afraid and it's okay. Like that's part, I think that's part of the human condition um, to be afraid, but uh, you've, you've got to, if you want to get that and get better at it, you're, you're ultimately going to have to get some feedback. Listen, you're going to get it now or you're going to get it later. The stuff later when you put it out in public is a little more painful. <laughs> so the earlier you get the feedback in the cycle, I think the better. Yeah. So it's, you know, we got a lot of people launching podcasts. It's, it's almost like a January thing. You set your uh, new year's resolution. You, you join a gym at least for, you know, four days. And then you, you launch your podcast. That's it's so the, cheap to join a gym right now. It's like a buck for the first month. Yeah. And then, right. Planet Why fitness. Yeah. You have, you have such good ideas. You go for the first day. It's great. The second day you have a little doms. And so you're like, uh, boy, this is going to hurt, but I'm going to do it anyways. The third day you just sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm done. I am done. And if, listen, if your experience is different and you, you've, you've uh, held on good for you and continue to, uh, continue to go for sure. Yeah. There's an in and out list here or so I thought. You know what? No, it's not. Wait, if I go, no, thanks. Can Here we go. All right. Here are the things that are in, you know, it's the whole, like, this is, you know, this was cool. Spandex was cool. Now it's not kind of thing. So in creating a mini series with larger seasons to build buzz around your show. That's what they're saying is in. Okay. Um, that sounds very, um, I don't know, luminary, wondery kind of thing. Recommend, maybe let's just go down to the outs. Let's see what's out. Microphones and headphones and cover art. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> and please quit. Call. I saw one yesterday. It was like the, and I'll just make up a name, like um, uh, West Virginia, whatever, podcast. Oh, and I'm bowlers. like, yeah. And I was like, we don't need the, and we don't need podcast. And so, and while we're at it, you know, I don't say, I'm going to go watch the Jaws movie. I just, I'm going to go watch Jaws. You know, it's, we don't need podcast either. So, uh, sending money on Twitter and spending money on Twitter and Facebook ads, unless you're pointing people to sign up for a class or consulting or in other words, unless you're selling something, it's a waste to spend money on Twitter or Facebook ads. I would, that's one I always wonder when they're like, oh, I need to spend ads to grow my audience. And I'm like, great. What's, what's your podcast about? And they go, oh, we talk about whatever and it has no i don't want to say no hope because there's always hope but in terms of like monetizing the show i'm like how are you going to get that money back and if you just want to 
blow money because you want more people to listen to you. Okay, I get that. And that's, you know, again, fine. But I'm like, mm, when you're there's, when there's no way to get that money back, and I hope you know that you're not going to get that money back. Well, Dave, I think in that case, you got to think like through the eyes of a marketing funnel. So it's not just saying, I want them to listen. Okay, that's great. And it's a good ego boost. And you're like, oh yeah, I've got a thousand listeners now. But once they're listening, what do you want them to do? Yeah. And it's okay if it's like, if it's just for like, I just want them to listen. Okay, you have your, and if you're paying for that and you get the downloads, you've achieved your mission. But if in in most cases, if you're looking for an ROI, you've got to work them down the marketing funnel. So it's like, okay, they listen and then I want them to do what? It might be click on some links, right? might be engage on my storefront. It might be purchase a product. It might be download my newsletter or sign up for my newsletter. We, we do plenty of things where we, we talk about, yeah, the whole goal at the end of the day is just to get them to sign up for our newsletter because our newsletter is part of our funnel. So if you're going to pay for advertising before you pay for it, just sketch out like, wh- wh- what am I actually expecting them to do? Can I track it? And then it, wh- what's my measurement of success on that? You know, I think so oftentimes we're, we just want them to listen. I would let go to the next step. One more step. Yeah. What, just listen. Then what yeah. at that point? And I, I think that help out a lot of advertisers a lot, a lot more. And I've not heard of this a lot. Let me see if I can do it. Uh, criticizing uh, podcast hosts for their natural voices because vocal fry and up and up talk are just uh, how some people talk. Um, we're not allowed to criticize people's voices. Come on. That's, that's my thing. Don't, don't take that away. I want to talk like Todd Cochran. I can't this morning. I've, I have, you know, I wanted to, oh. and then you have people like Tom Petty who have like, there's the Tom Petty, you know, don't kill me around here anymore. And then there's He's the a to- terrible singer, by the way, Tom Petty. Oh yeah. Terrible singer. Well, and but- then, then there's the Tom Petty in distress, the whole, I don't understand the world. Of that. I'm like, is that the same guy? Same thing with Bruce Springsteen. You know, everybody, oh, yeah. Bruce is, all right, I'm yeah. going to do the thing, the Bruce, and then, hey. Oh, you, have to just, you have to decide on that. If you're going to take the negative feedback from your, that you get for your voice, you know, I I still, every time I listen to Tom Petty, I'm like, how did this guy ever make it, <laughs> yeah. right? But you know why? He didn't care. Exactly. He was in it because he wanted to do it, and he just, he 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 worked himself into that. And, and well, you know what people can do if they don't like it? They can go listen to somebody else. That's it. Right? I guess my whole thing is, I guess, I guess what they're saying is if you don't like somebody's vocal fry, tune, tune out basically. Cause I'm like, you know, there plenty are other podcasts. There's plenty yeah. of other podcasts. But also I think that means that if you have vocal fry or if you go a lot, you know, somebody's going to say you do that too much and you have to be willing to go. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I do. So, not yeah, I, I admitted that the other day I was back listening to us and I'm like, I'm ticking too much. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, you know, it's one of those things where I was listening to it and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing that too much. I need to stop ticking when I'm coming in to say something. That's my choice. Yeah. Uh, Jim, you're going to love this. Cause I know you're a huge fan of trailers. They're saying <laughs> not having a trailer with your launch plan or making the trailer too long. That's out. So apparently you have to short concise trailer now is, is would then be in. Um, here's one interviewing people just because they're famous. 
good get good tape, not just the big name. I've always said that. I, I've said the uh, it's not the size of the guest that brings the value; it's the size of the value that brings the guest. And I had uh, I was doing some coaching last night. And the guy's like, "How am I going to get big guests if I don't have a big audience?" And I'm like, "That's that's yeah, little priorities there. You got things backwards a bit." Um, here's one link dropping to your own podcast constantly on social media that is out. So for every self promo post that you share, post five things, pumping up another creator. It takes time, but it's worth it. I I could see that. Uh, I'm guilty of that. There are times when I look at my Twitter and it's like, Hey, this new episode, if you like so-and-so listen. And then the next post is, Hey, if you like so-and-so here's a new episode kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading off Wikipedia pages and calling it, <laughs> and calling it research. Yeah, that's it's research. It's not what I would call in depth. Uh, in that, um, unethical or gossip-minded true crime is out. Oh, that's okay. They're they've gone too far. That's now. crazy. Uh, like, let's not. Let those things are always reality is always going to be popular. I I don't I can't ever see it. I mean, we've been we've been doing reality TV for like 20 years now. And I just don't see it. People love to watch train wrecks or listen to train wrecks. Or and so, yeah, especially I mean, if they're architected to look like it's not yeah. architected, you know, wait, what carrot top showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, that's always fun. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. yeah, no, I think you're, we're never going to get away from those kinds of people will still continue. They want to hear that kind of stuff. They just, they love, well, well, who is it? Who is it? Who did uh, "Dirty Laundry" in the eighties? Uh, Don Laundry. Henley. Don, yeah, and it's it's, it's still true. get the widow on the set. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here, well, here's my. What is an unethical true crime? Is that just I think like what you're saying, where the whole story is made up to make it sound yeah. like it's a true crime? Or if you're just exploiting a family's pain because their daughter was killed, and you're like, I don't care, man. I need a Blue Apron ad. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, recording over an internet connection when recording remotely. Wow. I don't know. To me, I'm still like, look, I'm not a fan of zoom, but it's listenable. Uh, use a local recording in addition to your conference solution, get the best audio quality possible. Uh, I get that. You always want the best audio, but I don't think that's a, a killer. Um, what's in recommending other podcasts on your podcast? I think that's a good idea. Always been in. That's always that yeah. a great thing. It's what every time I have a guest on, I, although I didn't, I know that I say that I didn't do a good <laughs> job on this Thursday when I did that, but I really try to make sure I say their podcast several times just because that's what they're there for. Right. In a lot of cases. Yeah. Start your marketing plan when or before you start recording. Uh, because marketing a podcast can be as important as getting the content right. I get that to a point. There are times when I'm like, wait, you, you're not focusing on the content though. You're like, yeah, but we're going to have this, you know, we're going to have the blimp spell out our name. I'm like, mm, maybe we got to get the content right first. Uh, using feed swaps strategically. Yeah, that's promo swaps. That's the, the, those are now in. Those are cool. It's what the kids are doing. Uh, making sure your ad insertions are on the same volume level as your audio. Well, that's a whole problem on this episode today, apparently. Uh, nobody likes different volume uh, levels. And I I remember 
they passed a law, but do you remember when like commercials would come on the TV and they'd be like twice as loud? Just blaring. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you, there was like an off-phonic? I mean, I know um, <laughs> um, StreamYard's trying to do that, right? Yeah. But where you could run the live through and it would automatically adjust everybody, like it would produce it in real time before as it's going out to the audience. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, transcripts for every episode. I can see that. That's yeah. It's going to be required. Here yeah. Quick. Yeah. Uh, show notes that are more than just one sentence describing the episode. I had uh, a client this week. They had they had no description. They had a title. That was it. And I was like, yeah. If you want to, like, people need to know what they're getting into. And also, if that description ends up on your website, like Google needs more than a sentence. I never read show notes though. <laughs> Ever. I. I read show notes when they mention something, when they're like, man, the best book I ever read was blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that better be in the show notes, doggone it. That's what it's. Mm. And when I pulled my Mm. audience, I said, what do you want in show notes? And they're like a paragraph to explain what it is and links. If you mention it, if you say the word dot com, that dot com better be in the show notes. And I was like, all right, I get that. Um, Creating a newsletter is a value add to your podcast content. That's in now. You know, would people sign up for my newsletter regardless of whether or not they listen to my podcast? Hmm. I get that. My my newsletter is almost not a newsletter. It's like a it's like three sentences on the episode and a link to the episode, and then um, usually like a paragraph of like here's what I've been up to. So if you're on my newsletter now, you'll see where I was talking about how I'm I'm using a to do list, I'm using Evernote, and I'm using a calendar, and really trying to set some new uh, habits to stay organized. So, um, prioritizing the pre-pitch is in what's the pre-pitch when reaching out to journalists, potential collaborators, newsletters, writers, get to know the person you're, con- you're contacting what they're looking for first. Yes. Please make that in. I get oh, this week's been horrible of just really bad pitches that have nothing to do with my show. More niche podcast newsletters. I think, of course, this is written by, well, one of these is Ariel Nissenblatt, and I forget the other person I'm looking to see, uh, Laura uh, Passell, um, who just sold her podcast for $18,000. That was kind of fun. Um, And then uh, last but not least, crediting all the people who work on your podcast, even if it's just you. So that's that's what's in and out, according to... um, Ariel and uh, Lauren. So pretty interesting list. Yeah, I think it's a good, I mean, I think it's a good exercise to go through to kind of figure out like, what do I want to change in this? What do I just tick there? What do I want to change in this? What do I don't want to change? What, what, what would be uh, applicable to me? What wouldn't be? I think that's where these lists are good. I don't know if it's worth arguing about yeah. any of the points yeah. just to be like for, for some people, you know, it's, it's, that's important to them or whatever. And maybe for you, it's not, I don't know if it's worth an argument. So just, I, I think take those with a grain of salt, but I think they can be beneficial if thinking about, okay, what do, what do I want to do different? And then maybe ask the question, what can I realistically change yeah. in this? Right. Yeah. And I would say sometimes doing the opposite is, you know, so if you're like, well, doggone, I'm going to put a microphone and a pair of headphones in my artwork. You know, um, I always point to, I thought it was interesting when Adele blew up the singer, because I mean, everybody, whether it was Christina Aguilera or Demi Lovato or the one 
really tiny woman with the ponytail. Um, you know, they all would basically come out and with, by the time they got to the chorus, everybody's singing in their underwear and, and dancing around with the, the backup singers and everybody's, you know, in sync and that whole nine yards. And Adele came out and has this gorgeous voice and stands at a microphone and then says, says naughty things maybe in between raw i you know and then that's always interesting she's got that awesome british accent and then uh bust into a song and so sometimes doing the opposite you know i was laughing mariah carey now um really just stands at a microphone and sings and then does this with her hand her left hand she doesn't know what to do she needs to hold the microphone with both hands or something but i watched uh new year's eve i watched the dolly parton um um, yeah, uh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, and she had David Burns. Yes, on, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> he's he is awesome, but he's definitely like we're we're out of the prime, right? From him, but he put he had a headphone yeah. thing on, and he really needed a microphone because he had no idea what to do with his hands. Not a great dancer, and he felt like he had to dance. My favorite, like, that was it. I was just like, David, David, Because yeah. I'm back here in the office. I got the TV on in the living room, and I and I hear Dolly go, ladies and gentlemen, Miley Cyrus and David Byrne. And I was like, there's a sentence I don't hear every day. No. So my, I my run out. went, David Burns from, like, yeah. Talking Heads? And, and that's it. I go, I'm like, that's him. And they're then they're doing the song Let's Dance by David Bowie. So kudos, number one, kudos for somebody thinking outside the box. Yeah. You know, they're like, let's try this and see if it works. Yeah. And, and so Miley did a nice job with it, by the way, she did a good job. I am a Miley Cyrus fan just from her attitude. Yeah. And, yeah. um, she goes all in. Like I saw her sing with, um, Metallica. And I was like, again, there's a phrase and boy, she was. And then, um, Chris Cornell was the singer of Soundgarden who died and they were doing a tribute. And I'm like, Miley Cyrus, and she was like, cause I'm like, wait, cause she's kind of got a lower register voice, man. Mm -hmm. And Chris Carnell was like way up there. I was like, wow. So I, I'm like, okay. And it, it was different, but yeah, the whole, cause Miley, of course, is kind of dancing and everybody's let's dance. And, and you could just see yeah. David Byrne going, oh, do, do I have, to, I have no rhythm. I'm yeah. So that was, um, that was very interesting to, uh, to say the least, but I give them credit for, uh, for trying. So. Well, it was, it, it, yeah, it was, no, I mean, but it was one of those situations. They could have, they could have set him up better Yeah. than giving him a, like he, he need, he didn't know what to do with his hands. Yeah. And, and Miley was on a microphone. They should have given him a microphone. And then yeah. you know, it, that was just one of those situations. Now, who knows if he demanded that well, or not. And it would have been much well, better if they'd done burning down the house like do one of his songs, you know, or, yeah, or, uh, I, I like the David Bowie, the, the, the yeah. David Bowie tribute there. I, I thought that was a pretty good, you know, I thought that was a pretty, he's cause he passed away, didn't he? Did, uh, is, do we, yeah, David Bowie, Bowie is, yeah. Okay. He's, he's David gone. Bowie. When you yeah, say David gone. Bowie, you can say anything like David Bowie, like <laughs> Mac and cheese has orange powdered cheese. And when you mix it together, it's, it's wonderful. Everything's super serious with David yeah. Bowie, man. When you know, I, I thought they did a nice job. I just thought they could have given him. I thought they could have staged that a little bit. Again. The point, yeah. the point being in that. Yeah. Sometimes in our podcast, we have to think about how do we look if we're going to do video. How do we look on that? Do we look comfortable? Do we feel is are things set up in a way that are not making me or other people feel uncomfortable? 
because there is that what we what's it called secondary embarrassment is that what they call that where you pick up when somebody else is doing oh, yeah. something and they're getting embarrassed by it or they're that you pick up on that right yeah and immediately i turn the i turn the channel like when that when those kinds of, i was watching him and i'm like oh uh, well then then he had then he did a duet and i want to say siri but that's not her there's a woman who who wears wigs where you yeah, 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 you, yeah, you yeah. can't see her face and it's always yeah. black and white and they did a duet and i was like well the, the, like this must be the let's do something creative here yeah. because um it you know that's a, that's a rough gig and yeah. i i'll give them credit cuz they brought in dolly so yeah. Well, you got the, you know, the older generation is like, oh, I know her. And plus, you know, there's going to be about 4 million boob jokes. Like, it's like every 10 seconds, let's do a boob joke. All right. Um, see ya. Yes. And and so you got her. Then you got the Miley. So she's got the kind of the older millennial thing going on, uh, you know, and then they kept bringing in people from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to like, it is one of those where you're like, okay, you're trying to please everyone. And in the same way, yeah, you know, not go too wide. It's it's not. Yeah, like, so. it was beautiful though. The they closed the night with Dolly and Miley singing "I'll Always Love You." Yeah, the one uh, Whitney Houston made uh, popular, yes. but was actually written, I think, by Dolly Parton. Or yeah, it was originally. And um, you know, uh, Miley definitely carried Dolly Parton, which is, but they're, I mean, they are good friends, which is why they they did that kind of thing together. Yeah. So you get, I mean, I, I thought they did a nice job. I thought they just could have set David up for a little bit better success. Uh, actually, yeah. and now that you mentioned it on both sets for both songs, he was just out there in a suit and a lapel and he had nothing to do with his hands. Yeah. They could. And listen, he is a very, very dynamic musician yeah. and has done, I, I mean, his Broadway stuff right now, I think he's got something either on Broadway yeah. or, or something, right? Yep. It's an amazing production. They could have, and maybe they, he, maybe it was a last minute ad or something, whatever, but they could have done some wild stuff like he's done in the past for himself that they could have, especially with Sia with that, that, you know, she's there, she's standing in a box. Yeah. He's, they, he could have done something crazy. He could have gone back to the, <laughs> uh, once in a lifetime. It's a Those, great video. It's a great yes. Video. Go watch it. That's the name of the song. Once in a lifetime talking heads. Go watch that and realize that MTV was brand new at the time. Yeah. And we're all like, what is that? Yeah. So again, creativity can, uh, this is not my beautiful wife. Uh, my God, what have I done? Okay. Yeah. David uh, Byrne. He's, he's a great guy. So very I very creative, dude. A great musician. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back in the land of podcasting, um, here's a fun one that I saw again, a lot of, uh, kind of one one kind of stuff. um, uh, what the heck is the difference between a listen and a download? And I heard it was, I think, oh, you know who it was? You want to guess, Jim, who said something? Mm. Who do uh, I? No, I, I don't even want to guess. <laughs> James Cridlin. <laughs> oh, who, wait a minute. Who? <laughs> said that when Apple, remember when Apple had that weird thing where for like three days or so, they had accidentally turned off automatic downloading in their app. Mm-hmm. And what that made it see was, okay, how many, how many of these downloads like never get listened to? So when, when that was not there, the only downloads in Apple were people that were clicking play. And depending on who you talk to, it's somewhere between 
15 and 20% difference. So that means that there are, let's say 15% or 20% of downloads that really never get listened to. I know I have, I use Castomatic and I have it set to download X amount of stuff. And if I haven't listened to your last episode, by the time your new episode comes out, it's deleted. I'm like, uh, it's, I hope you had a good title. Cause I, I missed it. But, um, so listens are, cause they were kind of like, wait, is a download a listen in it's. So I said, well, 80% of the time. Yeah. But then we get into the whole IAB thing. And that means if somebody clicks play on an app or a website, they have to listen to at least a minute. I don't know. I, that is one thing that has changed the more and more I do podcasts. I rarely look at my stats anymore. Like I, I remember in December, I went and kind of dug in to ask the podcast coach and a couple other ones. And I was like, Oh, Oh, so that's what we're doing. Oh, okay. Um, so it was uh, kind of. Well, weird. we measure engagement over here completely different yeah. than we do. Like, w- w- I think we think a, a successful show is measured by the amount of conversation that goes on in the chat room while we're talking. Like, I mean, I think for us, that's really, really, really important. I think the sponsored spots that that we have, the both you know Mark and Dan who sponsor the the coffee pour and the and the in the mug um that those are important that those are filled that's a mark of engagement that they both both of them continue to support us uh in, in that in that endeavor that they get mentioned each week to us that's a measure of engagement so i think uh, for for when we think about our engagement here we we think about it very differently than just downloads and i think that's a really healthy listen i think downloads are fine and even measured over time are fine. I think you should spend a little time saying, am I up, whether it's this year or this month or this week, whatever makes you sleep at night. I think it's fine to compare those and to think to yourself to be, to know where you're at, but it's at the only statistic that's out there. No, I think there's plenty more. And for you and I, that download statistics just for this show doesn't mean anything. We'd much rather see you either reposting us on Twitter or, uh, giving us a like in in on LinkedIn or right here on YouTube, by the way, which is right down here in the corner. If you want to go ahead and just click the like button, uh, unprompted in there, um, I think those are more important to us uh, marks of engagement. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's I always tell people um, my numbers are up as they always are in January because everybody and their brothers decided that not only am I going to drop thirty five pounds, I'm going to start a podcast because I don't have enough going on in my life. Uh, and then in February, my numbers go down, but my uh, people that join my membership site goes up. So I don't get depressed in February when the numbers go down. I'm like, nope, that's not how I'm judging my, uh, you know, my success and all. Uh, so, uh, but speaking of success uh, and, and people joining things and such, that's a good place to throw this in here. Okay, uh, can I get a little coffee while you're doing yeah, that? Yeah, you, absolutely. You know, do we have any kind of, uh, I think this is, oh, wait a minute. Wait, that's not what I was looking for. (laughs) Nope. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Um, we will thank our awesome supporters. Uh, the, the featured awesome supporter is the one and only Max Trescott over at aviation news talk. Com. So if you are a pilot or if you like, you know, general aviation stuff, check out uh, aviationnewstalk.com. So, uh, Max, thanks so much for 
the support. And uh, ask the podcast coach runs on PodPage. If you want to try PodPage, go over to trypodpage.com. If you want to learn PodPage, go over to learnpodpage.com. It makes it super easy. You can make, I had somebody uh, in a Facebook group was like, do I need a podcast or do I need a website? And I'm like, yes, you need a website for your podcast. And I point people at tripodpage.com. And uh, if you want to try Jim Cullison, you know, Home Gadget Geeks is right over there at theaverageguy.tv. And uh, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, well, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting and uh, use the coupon code ASK when you sign up. That'll save you a little on a monthly or uh, yearly subscription. And uh, that is one of the things I'm I, as much as I'm kind of tired today because I, I, I we could talk about we could turn this into a health show and and talk about um, what, what's that thing where all of a sudden your leg just cramps up. Um, yeah, I, I, I that'll come know. to me. I'm not a doctor. I, I had two of those last night. You were last night. <laughs> so uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, uh, we'd love it. Go over to ask the podcast coach dot com slash support. Uh, a, a Charlie horse, I think is what we call it. Oh, them. yeah. Just a, like it random out of Yeah, the, I'm yeah. just sitting there sleeping and all of a sudden it's just like. And then Why in the. Why do they call that a Charlie horse? I don't know. That's the weirdest name. Now that I'm thinking about it. That's yeah. the weirdest name. I'm like, because if I'm if I'm a Charlie, I'm like, hey, what's what's why the negative connotation with my name? Horses are like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. And what was fun is I then in the process of basically rolling all over the bed going, ow, 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 ow. I then like pulled another Charlie horse in my other leg. So I woke up this morning. I felt like Joe Pesci had come along and go, Oh, you think I'm funny, funny. And just like took a bat to my, uh, <laughs> to my legs this morning. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Uh, I love it. A fun one. That's not on that in and out list. Did you hear a little Spotify news? Um, that, do you know who Brene Brown is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's a really, leadership. yeah. A leadership guru. Yeah. Uh, she had a, what you call it? A um, exclusive show on Spotify. And I'm going to be really interesting to see because uh, there was an article that came out because she's leaving Spotify. And she was one of the ones that when uh, Joe Rogan was saying things like, I don't know, ivermectin seems to work on this uh, whole, you know, virus thing. And they're like, how dare you? And everybody was mad at Joe and that whole nine yards. So she quit podcasting for a while. Like she's like, I don't even want to be on Spotify because he's here. Uh, well, her, she eventually came back because, like you know, there's a contract involved there, kids. When you when you've been signed to create a podcast, you can't just quit and expect to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was uh, kind of interesting. And so she she has stopped. She's not going to continue to do a podcast. She's taking a break for a while. And then she's going to probably come back and do a podcast. But I thought that was interesting. But they, in this article, they contacted Spotify to go like, hey, Spotify, we, we keep noticing that when people's contracts are up, uh, you know, they leave. And Spotify said, oh, yeah. And they said it's kind of like hiring, you know, um, I think they used football. Or if you hire somebody to do a job and then they, you know, it underperforms, you're going to get canceled. Because we expected you to do this, and you're not. So that that's going to be, I think, a fun place to to watch in terms of like, you know, when Joe, I think Joe Rogan's contract is up this year. That will be a fun one to see. I, I would really think he's not. 
going to stick around. Although I do notice, remember when he first came on Spotify, all his stuff was gone. You couldn't see anything on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was like there was one place to go. And now I see a lot of Joe Rogan on YouTube, little clips, and they're trying to get you to listen to the Spotify show. Mm-hmm. But I'll be interested to uh, to see what goes on too. Well, it depends how much money they throw at them. Let's just be clear. Like if the Spotify comes back, if it's been performing to their standards and Spotify comes back and says, Hey, here's a hundred million dollars for another year, whatever. Yeah. I'm just making that up. You don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like you really, I mean, would you, would you, would you turn away that kind of, would well, you turn away that kind of cash? Well, and actually we, we found out later, right? It was 200 million, but you know, what's a hundred million between friends? Holy yeah, cow. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is, uh, you know. Obviously, I mean, Spotify. They they want to make money off this, unless they don't. I mean, there's some, there are some situations where these big names are compl- are brought in completely as a loss leader, right? In other words, hey, we're going to pay a hundred million. Let's just use that number, and it may only net us fifty million in the process. But we would have paid fifty million for advertising in other places. But because that name is so big, it's just going to automatically happen. Like, so we're going to use, we're going to consider that 50 million advertising and out of the advertising budget. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't mean, I think I've heard some folks talk about this, like, you know, oh, they never got the value out of it. Well, you know, bad press is, is better than no press in yeah. some cases. And, well, and maybe just getting that because everybody said Spotify, 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 right. When they talked about this Joe Rogan deal. All of a sudden, Spotify hit the radar, right? Well, and when Joe Rogan talked about, you know, ivermectin and people lost their mind, guess what his numbers did? They went up. I'm a, it's like, to me, anytime I see somebody like, this guy needs to get canceled, and they get everybody in an uproar about that, I go, you do realize that at the end of all this, that person's going to be more popular. Like, you are putting a spotlight on somebody that you're trying to, like, like, I don't want to go into politics, but there was a time when nobody talked about Donald Trump and like, right, we right, kind of forgot right, about him. Right. And it's like, every time I turn around, I'm like, I'm really bummed yesterday. Uh, there's a, a radio station here called the talk of Akron and our teachers are on strike. And I was like in our public school system and I was like, I want to hear what's going on. So I turn it on. Guess what they're talking about in the morning, national uh, politics, gay, gay. Oh, they were? Yeah. Oh, oh, they were talking about that, yeah. Yeah, and so then, and there used to be a guy in the morning that was awesome, and he was always talking about hyper-local stuff. And then I turned it on in the afternoon. What are they talking about? National politics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's not the talk of Akron. That's yeah. the talk of D.C. Yeah. And right. it's all right. super, and I was like, I'm like, that's, because I've been starting and stopping this Akron podcast, and I'm like, I see a need here for, yeah. for people to, to talk about that stuff. So, um DR has an interesting question. She says, can we talk about podcast networks? What exactly is a podcast network? Well, when Glenn started his, he had one show, Um, but usually it's more than one show. Do they have the pay the players and team? Nope. Do they do all the production? All of this is maybe kind of depends. There's no def. There's no like product named podcast network. That you say, oh, no. this is what that Here is. Here it is. It be, let's, yeah. Let's do it an unboxing. Be, that can be anything. That could be, I mean, I have a podcast network and it's now one podcast. Yeah. I call it a podcast network, but it. I had plans to for it to be more. I used to have more. I don't now. I still consider it kind of a network from that standpoint. So 
I think it's right. It's just that umbrella term that we use when people come together to maybe do two or more podcasts. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, but it could be. And do they get paid? It just depends. Do some networks are put together just solely for um, sharing each other's audiences. Right. right. Some do it for support. Do some some get paid to do it. You know, I think you think of like Twit, right? Leo Laporte's network. He pays all his guests for the most part. I don't know if they're getting paid right now, but yeah. he he pays his guests um, um, uh, to or his hosts, I should say, to be on there. So, Dave. So I think it depends. You know, the advantage to being on a network is: does it get you more listens, or does it get you more eyeballs, or is there an opportunity for other people to get you know that you wouldn't get access to? That would probably be the one of the major advantages to a network or support. Maybe you don't know what you're doing. That podcast network is going to help you. It's going to have somebody in it who's going to help you do what you do with your podcast. Yeah, it can be a website. So like this show is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Go to powerofpodcasting.com and you'll see a really ugly Linktree website. Um, you know, but that's, and why does that exist? Because somebody said, where can I find all your podcast stuff? And I was like, oh, powerofpodcasting.com. Um, and so for a while there at the end of most of the shows would be like, this show is part of the power of podcasting network. And it was just so that if people are like, well, I like this show, what other shows are there? And so that's where I see, and, and some people do this really thought out where they'd be like, Hey, this week we're going to promote, you know, Susan. And then next week I'm going to promote mm-hmm. clay. And then next week, you know, so they do that. Uh, so it's just a cross promotional thing. Some people try to bring stuff together. I know, um, Artie, does I think it's the football history network or something. Um, but he did that and he brought a bunch of sports shows together to try to get sponsorship because I don't get enough downloads on my own, but if we pull our downloads, maybe we can get a sponsor kind of thing like that. The thing I always, cause so many people think, man, if I could just get on a network, like 10,000 downloads and money from heaven, I'm like, mm. but, uh, Eric Newsom from uh, the book, make noise made a great point. He goes, uh, podcast networks don't make shows big. Podcast networks make big shows bigger. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much spot on. So yeah, it's, it's a variety. Usually what I see is it's a bunch of similar shows that cross promote each other. Um, that's how I see it. But I, the whole pay thing gets tricky. That's when it becomes a business. And that's where, cause what if, you know, you like, Hey, if we all pull all the money that comes in, all right. So if Jim gets 60% of the downloads, I get 20, uh, you know, uh, Marty gets 5% and, and Biff gets 10. Well, now you got a accounting nightmare on your heads and then Jim goes on vacation. So the next month he's down to like 30%. It just, it's, that's where it gets really, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh, SP says, look, man, podcast network money is huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, I should know his network. Um, gonna geek. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that his? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because I know Bandrew has Geeks Rising, and then you know there's a Horse Radio Network. Um, I forget what Artie's is called, but I know it's all about sports. So, but there, that is one of those things where I think that so many podcasters think if I can just get on a network, money from heaven, you know that whole nine yards, and I'm like, mm, maybe not. We'll see. Again. Um, and, uh, we want to send our, uh, uh, shout out to coach Dave apparently was listening in the ER room today. Yeah. He swallowed a pill and it got stuck in, in his 
vocal cords or whatever somewhere. I'm not a doctor. So he, it got stuck. So he was going to the ER. It did dissolve or come out as he was at the ER. And then he had the thought, I'm missing, I'm missing the show. I'm not sure how those two relate to each yeah. other. Dave, if you think of us as a choking mess. Yeah, that's it. That, maybe that was it. So, uh, but, uh, man, what dedication. That's, see, that's engagement right there that he thought in the <laughs> ER. He thought, you know what? I'm missing half the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so DR saying I'm talking about non-celebrity podcasts. That's usually the ones I see are just like shows. I mean, there was a whole network. It's it's gone now. Truck.fm was a uh uh what you call it, podcast network about Star Trek. Craig brings up chat GBT. And Jim, I think you played with this this week. Yeah, after our conversation, and then in, on on uh, last week we talked a little bit about it, and then um, at work on on Tuesday I was in a meeting, and somebody mentioned it, and I was like, okay, I better I better dig in. If they're mentioning it at work, I better dig into this. And and I, so what I did, <clears throat> um, excuse me, what I did was uh, I wrote an article based on it. But the way I did it, so maybe we should talk a little bit about first what what this thing is, right? Yeah. It is a um, it, it always wants me to stay logged into it as well. So basically it, it, it acts like you can ask it a question. You, you and I were talking about a Charlie horse, right? Just right. a few minutes ago. So I went over to this. It's, it's, you just put, it's a, a chat.openai. There you go. Dot yeah. com. Dot com. Yeah. Yep. And cre- you create an account and you log in. I asked, why do they call it a Charlie horse? Right. And this is the answer I got back. So it said a Charlie horse is a colloquial term for a painful muscle spasm or cramp, typically in the leg. It's not clear where the term Charlie horse originated from, but it's been used for over a hundred years. Some people believe that the term comes from the name of a popular baseball player who was known for getting muscle cramps. So that could be it or, or no comma, while others think it may be related to a horse, Charlie, a race horse that was known for having strong legs, regardless of its origin. The term Charlie horse is now widely used to refer to muscle cramps or spasms. That's a pretty great answer when, when we think about, you know, if you go to Google today and you put in that question, you're going to get a whole bunch of links back that have, that have, you know, that in there. Yeah. Um, and then I got to go dig for it. This kind of pulls it together for me. I asked the question uh, this week, what are the benefits? Because I've been having trouble sleeping. So uh, no, this, I, I wrote that one too, but this one, what are the benefits of a solo stove? You know, you know, the solo stoves, you've seen them, the, all that mm-hmm. advertising on Facebook, double burning and all those other kind of things. So I put the question and what are the, what are the benefits of a solo stove? And it came back with this answer pretty well written that gave me five. It seems like five is the magic number on this, this chat cool. GPT here. I'll put the, uh, I'll put that link to what I wrote in the chat so you guys can see what I'm doing. Did well, you, you, and I think you can say write more and it'll keep going. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's, I, listen, I'm, this is not the be all end all. I'm yeah. just going to tell you how I used it. So it came back with, here's the benefits, right? Efficiency, portability, low smoke, easy to use. And of course there's, there's things that are in there with that. And then, um, I went, um, well, I'm thinking about, uh, a purchasing one. What are a few tips when I, when, when I purchase it and it comes back with, well, shop around, look for sales, check online marketplaces. Like, it's some really good advice on this. Now I went through and read the, 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 what it brought back just to make sure. Cause it's not, 
it again, it's trained on the internet from about a year and a half ago. So any new info, anything, any new things that just happened, like if we tried to ask it questions about this current speaker of the house debacle that we're right. having in Washington, it's not going to know anything about that. Right. You might ask, you might ask you had a question. How many times has it taken 15 times to elect a speaker of the house? It'll know that from the past, right? <laughs> not from the present. Right. But, um, uh, so I took those answers then, and then I did one more thing, um, uh, like, hey, but how do I find free firewood then for this? Because if I'm going to buy a mm. stove, not, have you checked? Have you gone to the grocery store and tried to buy firewood? <laughs> like, it's like $1,000 a bundle now <laughs> at this point, right? Mm. So, and it, it, it brought me back these five options of ways. Really good, actually, the question I just asked, it, give me a few, you know, what are some options of finding free firewood? And it, br- it brought, brought back these things for me. Um, I took all of that, those three questions, right, and and just formed it into a blog post and then posted it to my audience and said, hey, what do you guys think of this? And they're like, oh, actually, this was pretty helpful, right? The question is, should I put at the bottom of the, and, and this is right. kind of what I had this week, chat room will ask you this question, you can throw it in chat. Should I put in there, this post was written with the assistance of, of chat GPT. Right. Should I do that? Is that an ethical obligation? Chat, let us know. I'm in there. Or if you're listening to this on, on YouTube after the fact, yeah. write it down in the comments below. Do you think I have to do that? But Dave, I, I approached it from the other one I approached was that one about sleeping was like, Hey, what are some, what are some apps that would help me with sleeping? And it came back with some apps. And then I dug into each one of the individual apps on this by asking questions about those apps and it brought stuff back for me. It was a great tool. Did I go word for word? No. Did I use a lot of the information? Yeah. Did I fashion it into my own content? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But am I borrowing from what it brought back for me? Absolutely. So it's been those those posts. The my audience liked at least the way I wrote it. My audience said, "Yeah, this was pretty cool. It's this is pretty informative." We talked a little bit about it at Home Gadget Geeks this week. So I think it's a pretty cool tool. I. I'm just scratching the surface. You mentioned write more. That's, I think, what Jasper does. You can say write more, and it will continue to write, generate more, as DR says, uh, maybe. So, yeah, yeah, some pretty cool tools. If it's quoting you stats, you want to double-check those. Check them. I watched, um, you know, Podcast Movement's favorite son, Ben Shapiro, was playing with this, and he had a screen where you could ask it questions and would just spit out an answer. And... um, he asked, how tall is Ben Shapiro? And it said, 5'7". And he goes, that's very interesting because I'm 5'9". And so he asked, what is the source of this? And they're like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, great, what is the source of that website? Blah, blah, blah. And then he asked it another question. And he said, let's go back to how tall I am. How tall is Ben Shapiro? And it said, 5'9". And he goes, what is the source of that? And they're like, his website. And he's like, so I've already proven that this is not always entirely accurate. And then he got real political. But what was interesting, because he starts talking about what's a woman and, you know, abortion and everybody's favorite, you know, dinnertime talk. And what was interesting is one question had this thing sounding very far left. And then he asked it another question and it was very far right. So don't don't have a political conversation with this thing. Uh, but it was just uh, to me, I was on um the podcasters roundtable. We actually had an episode for the first time in forever. 
And Daniel J. Lewis has been using Jasper for, or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. very long time. And he said, "What's he goes, people are using this improperly because they're trying to use it as an employee. Like, this is going to do this for me. He goes, it's not an employee. It's an assistant. He's yeah. like, so if you have a blank sheet and you're not sure where to start, you can do this. I've also found, I use one called something word, um, magic word, or I'm trying to get my, you know, notifications can really be kind of a bummer after a while. You're like, I just want to get to this one thing. And then you get, uh, um, what is this thing called? It is, he said, clicking on it, word hero. Uh, I use it. And it's funny because I'll be like, Hey, write me an opening paragraph for this topic. And if, because obviously most of them are around podcasting and it almost always uses the same opening, like podcasting is trending up and blah, blah, blah. And a great way to build your business. And I'm like, we need a different sentence. Like you've given me that one about seven times now. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, But yeah, uh, Gary says he's using Jasper. I, I dumped Jasper because it was a hundred bucks and I just was not using it at the time. You know, um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, when Jasper, which used to be Jarvis, Jarvis. when it first started, it was fairly inexpensive. And now I think it's a hundred bucks a month. Like that's pretty expensive, right? Yeah. Um, uh, chat GPT is free for now. So, right. you know, be careful about your dependence upon that. But, you know, will that get monetized in the same way? It's a, those are, they're very, very similar tools. Um, by the way, just as a side note, so I don't forget to mention this, we talked that you know, there's, there's this big um, um, usage now of AI art, right? Where you can put in a description and it brings back pictures. That's now built into Canva. So if you, I didn't realize hmm. this, I went over to Canva. I was, I was like searching AI art and the Canva link came up. And so if you're a Canva customer, even if you have a free account, you can right now, as of this recording, you can use that may become a paid option here in the future as well. You can, they have a, an AI art generator as well. That's another area where if you're using, if you're stealing art off the internet, you, you could probably generate some AI art today, not required to give credit. Um, you know, I asked that question, do we need to give credit uh, when yeah. we're using AI? I think uh, Mark said, you know, why would I divulge if I used AI? If it's your own research, there's no obligation to divulge where you found your information. AI should be no different. It's his opinion. Yeah. I'm, others, others can chime in on that if you want. I'd love to hear. I still may do that, by the way. Like this was created with the assistance of, and then put the link in there at the very bottom. Yeah. I'm trying to find it on our website and it's not coming up. But the first time we talked about AI and AI art, And I had, you know, AI kind of uh, basically create the artwork for us. And so we'll get the little kaleidoscope thing going here for two seconds. But this was the artwork. And the thing I loved about this is I think it's this one, two, three. I thought they, I think the original one, I think I had to do it again, but originally she had six fingers (laughs) and I was like, uh, but yeah, this is, this was, uh, you know, generated by AI. And I was like, wait, she's got, some weird thing. And over here, the one finger either, you know, was lost in a, a weird hunting accident or something. She, I don't know. She's got a, she's just got a folded down. On That's the, it. it. It It is odd that AI art generation, um, it just does some odd things at times. And I've seen some really amazing things done yeah. with it. 
I still think we're in the early days of it. And by the way, I think the the good ones are not going to be free for very long. So as you're doing this and you're finding free sources for it, I think eventually it will, we'll all pay for this. Just like we'll pay for this AI content creation. Um, Chat GPT also um, uh, keeps, when you create an account, when you log in, it keeps your queries. So if you want to go back and reference them or expand upon them, uh, you can do that as well. So the, I've, I've actually finding it very helpful in writing posts, blog posts. The thing I really didn't like about it was it wouldn't let me use my my Google phone number. I huh. put I put in it as like no no we we need your phone number. I was like, mm. Mm, do I really? Mm. I think I just used an email address, which. Or does it require a phone number? Maybe it does. Uh, yeah, there was somewhere yeah. in there, and it was like, we need your phone number. And I was like, oh, not a problem. Here's my 23454, whatever it is. But here's my Google number. And they're like, yeah, nice try. And I was like, hmm. So um, Kyle says yeah. uh, he's he's worried about chat GTP uh, uses to write stuff because copyright law is a monster. So um, yeah, and, that's true. And this if is the copying other... it. I did some search to see if it was, this was, you know, directly plagiarized from other posts and I could not find other posts that where it was doing that. So. Yeah. Well, that's where uh, DR says I've been told to put the output through a rephraser. So, and that's what I used. The The one test I did is I, I did an episode of uh, uh, building a better Dave and it was fairly short. So I transcribed it and I went to chat GTP and I said, Hey, write, a podcast description based on this and just pasted the whole transcript. And it was like, and it gave me like a paragraph and a half. That was one where I could have said, give me more. Cause it really wasn't that much, but it was, it was one of those where I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. So I, I am inspired by the technology and at the same time going, cause there was a, it was on my Facebook this morning. I want to say revoicer. Or something like that, but they're they're taking the AI generated voices because it used to be like, yes, I am a computer voice, and you're like, mm, that's not very good, and now it's like, hi, I'm Amy, and I'm a computer generated voice, and then it was like, and this is what I sound like, angry, and this is what I sound like, sad, and I was like, that's pretty good, <laughs> so they're they're trying yeah. to inject some personality into this. So I'm like, so in the future, somebody's going to type in five sentences or five words, get, you know, a page and a half of content, throw it into Amy, the robot reader and record that. And, you know, so it'll be, be interesting to see if that's interesting from, from the perspective of writing, Dave, chances are there's going to be eventually so much writing that we're going to write the exact same things. That's, you know, if you get enough monkeys in a room with typewriters, eventually they'll write, you know, war and peace type deal. Right. Well, there'll be so much writing out there that I may write the exact same thing that you're writing, not intentionally, not plagiarizing it, not doing it intentionally. We'll kind of have to deal with that and, and say, Hey, no, I wrote this first. Well, I still, it's still original. I didn't steal it from you. How do we prove that? Right. I mean, I think there's some, there's some, you know, it's, it's certainly worth thinking about when you're, when you're going out and using these kinds of things. I've been testing it with some posts and I think I will continue to do this, to, to do the same. It's got some good information. I think in itself, it's a rephraser because it's got a regenerate button and it will then redo that information for you. Same query completely new information. So I'm not sure you need to take chat GPT. It's not, 
I think it's rephrasing it itself when right. it does it. I mean, it's a language processor. So, um, the there was some there was a comment out there I wanted to bring in about that. Oh, uh, Craig said, although not strictly plagiarism, scraping the net is taking other people's work and reproducing it without credit. Having said that, is anything really a hundred percent original? And I think that's that's pretty true um, when it comes to these when it comes to all this technology. Well. Will anything be truly original in the future? That's going to be, you know, the fun part. Um, my favorite was John, oh man, from Creedence um, Clearwater Revival. John Fogarty uh, got sued for plagiarizing himself. <laughs> he, he did a, because uh, he was in Creedence and then he went solo yeah. and he did a song called I think down on the bayou or, or something or Susie Q. And it sounds a lot like this other song he did in Credence. And they're like, well, yeah, it's going to kind of sound like me. Cause like, it's me, you know, I'm, I'm going to sound like John Fogarty because I am John. <laughs> so, well, Taylor Swift's doing this right now because she, yeah. right. She, her, her, all her older stuff is owned by another yeah. producer. And so she is literally re-recording it almost identical, not completely, but almost, but she's redoing it yeah. and, and re-releasing it and saying, you know, don't. So like, how crazy is it? And I've never, I've never heard of a musician having to do necessarily that, oh, but she's, she's re-recording everything. And some of them are getting in hot water. Uh, David Lee Roth just re-recorded a really bad version of a Van Halen classic called Everybody Wants Some. And it's just like, dude, you're, that's no. He, and, and the reason they do that is that way, if somebody types in that song title, they're hoping you will click on the, that version where I'm sure Dave gets a much bigger cut than he does of the Van Halen version. And it's, yeah, so that's, it's kind of tricky and um, uh, it's going to be fun. And keep in mind, people are doing this. Why? Because the record industry, you know, is, is filled with weasels as David Letterman used to say. Right. And I'm like, and just remember like who runs Spotify. Well, that's right. The it's, they, they have very close ties to the recording industry. So when you're like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to use anchor and submit it to Spotify. Oh, we actually have somebody calling in on the, the fun filled hotline here. Oh boy. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> from our good friends. This is Chris. Uh, this is funny. This, this could be very funny. Uh, Chris Botts, still looking for answers and other questions, listening to Learning and Exchange. Um, as old as humanity, it's kind of like we're going on a vacation, right? Because the last name is Botts, B-O-T-Z. Yeah. So I'm wondering All if Chris right, is going to... All right, Chris. I wonder if Chris Don't is going to... Don't let us down, yeah. the last, the last so, person we had in here. Yeah, Chris is joining down. here. Chris, how are you? <laughs> what can we help you with? I'm doing well. How are you guys today? Good. <clears throat> That's what's, good. What's your question? No, my question is, principally, I'm trying to listen to the 38 people that are listening now. I'm trying to talk to them because I've talked to you two, and I don't need more advice. I've got Mark Childs and all kinds of people telling me how to use the social apps. But what I'm trying to do is actually uh, wedge myself in as an entertainer rather than an edifier. So... Like I said, my question is, how much of the percent of podcasts 
is people like me that are just doing it for to tell a story. Oh, you know, a huge amount. The, the, the thing that always kind of bothers me is you have people that are like, oh, my podcast is awful. And I go, why? And they're like, I'm not making any money. I go, I ride my bike every year. I spend hundreds of dollars getting it tuned up. I haven't made a dime from riding my bike. I enjoy riding my bike. It's actually healthy for me. And in the same way, I spend $7 a month on a podcast called Building a Better Dave. It's pretty horrible, but it makes me feel better because I'm getting the word out there and some people actually like it. It's a hobby. And some people hate the word hobby, so it's a passion project. But um, you don't have to make money with your podcast. If you're having fun, do it. If you're helping other people, do it. Uh, Jim, you have any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's like any small business. If you're thinking about, um, you know, hey, I'm doing this. Will it be successful or will it get to where I want it to be? Well, you ultimately determine that success. Can you do it? Yes. I mean, can I, w- would it be smart for me to open another hamburger store right across the street from a McDonald's? Can I do that? Yes. Is that the best way to do it? Well, you may be successful with it. I mean, Burger King uh, grew up in an era of McDonald's and it made it to be number two or whatever on that. I think it's ultimately determined by how hard do you want to actually work to get to the place that you want to be. And this is where uh, people always ask questions like, can it be done? Well, yeah, absolutely. Can it be done? Does it mean it'll be successful? Well, that's up to you. Yeah. I mean, I was watching um, one of the Woodstocks. So Woodstock 2000 or whatever it was, 25th anniversary. And on walks a band that I love called King's X. And they're playing in front of millions of people. And when I saw them in Cleveland, they were playing a club and I've had... I've played bigger clubs than the one they were in. I mean, it held maybe 400 people. And I was like, so it's, it's one of those things where can I be a successful podcast? Yes. But can I be a successful writer? Sure. Can I be a successful athlete? Sure. What about an actor? Sure. We're in the entertainment business. And just because I know a lot of people put a lot of uh, weight on, well, I'm consistent. You know, I've been putting out an episode for, for three years now and I'm not making any money and I'm like, well, it's not the schedule definitely helps because you become part of somebody's routine. But if you're not consistently delivering value to people, that's not really going to help a whole lot. So what, what's the goal of your show? Okay. Thanks for asking. I'd like to be able to do a little rundown of what my show is. That's not what I asked though. I asked what's the goal of the show? To entertain people. You know, like I said, I think I'm I'm a Libsyn user, have been since I started. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, like I said, I keep feeling like, you know, the people that are supposed to be helping me, you know, get the podcast out there are busy advising me. And I've heard the advice. I've heeded the advice. And now what I want is somebody to say, what's your show actually about? Of you my, can't do that, can you? Oh, sure. Tell me what your show is. Go ahead. Let's hear your pitch. Let's let's because this is the thing. A lot of people will give me a pitch, and and they'll be like, "Well, it's kind of like for like if you're kind of a thing, and the thing is the thing." And then they, like there was a guy on my show. Uh, I don't want to name him. His pitch was horrible. It was awful. I was like, nobody wants to listen to this after you describe it. So. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. So let's, let's, let's hear your, your, 
it sounds like you've worked on one, a, a well-crafted uh, pitch. It's a time-traveling radio variety show out of Babel. Do you know what Babel is, right? You know, are you familiar with the tale of Babel? Yeah. The thing I love about already, okay. I'm like, wow, this is not an, a, a, it, this is something different. We were just talking about this earlier, like creativity and podcasting. So yes, please continue. Yeah. Yes. That's why I tuned in. So anyway, do you know the story of Babel, the Tower of Babel? Yeah. And everybody spoke, everyone spoke the same language. Do you know what that language was? Uh, Klingon? Money. <laughs> oh, all right. So anyway, like I said, I'm working my way slowly up through this, and I have sent postcards from this time travel show, and they're on Instagram and YouTube. I've rather given up on Facebook because Facebook strikes me that social media is all about everybody wants to be seen, and I understand that. That's what I'm trying to do, and I'm trying to be heard. But like I said, I'm trying to get a few more words in edgewise on this show is like nothing you two have ever heard, I'm pretty sure, even though I didn't actually hear the percentage of what is entertainment shows versus um, edification shows. But like I said, I'm trying to just keep carrying on, you know, because in a way you do build your hamburger store right next to the McDonald's yeah. because what? people see the line at McDonald's and give you a try because they're in a hurry. What's the, uh, so, what's the name uh, of the show? It's called Orphaned Signal. See, that, that could be something uh, that... You, where do folks listen to it at? What's the, what's the, where would they go to listen to it? Well, it is, I mean, I, you know, because I did deal in, and still, I mean, I have nothing bad to say about Lipson. I love Lipson. Cody has helped me a number of times. He's a tech guy. Um, I, but I, it I, is on Apple, well, Apple Podcasts. That's, that's everything but iHeartRadio and Spotify. Okay, because that's because I, you know, the because I work there as well, uh, and that's one of the things I wanted to uh, to look into to to make sure you're in all the places. But what you really need is when you say find me an Apple Podcast. A lot of people don't realize, even though it has improved, uh, Apple Podcast search is not great. But when I look into your account, you're not in Spotify. Um, you're not in iHeart, you're not in Deezer, you're not in Ghana, you're not in player.fm, you're not in Samsung, GeoSav and Boom Player Rezo. So that would be my first thing would be to go into Libsyn, uh, click on settings and go into destinations and it'll take maybe four minutes tops to add all those destinations. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I'm not going to add Spotify or iHeart Radio because I have, uh, uh, it sounds trite, but I have moral issues with them and the way they treat people. That's fine. I mean, I feel like that they had that a VC, yeah. He, you know, he cashed in because he didn't feel like he was getting paid his worth. And like I said, I'm, you know, they. I don't want to be a monopoly. I want to be, you know, this right. independent voice that talks about, you know, how we can all speak the same language and not get along, hate each other at will, and keep moving on forward. And hopefully, we can work it out. Okay, plus I see, maybe this, hopefully this is you. Um, if I go to orphanedsignal.com, that that's is... That's my website. Okay, cool. So that's, 
that's the answer. Don't say wherever fine podcasts are sold. Send them to orphansignal.com because number one, that reinforces your brand. It makes it easier for the uh, the listener to remember, and uh, you don't have to rely on other people's technology to hopefully show your your podcast when uh, when somebody does a search. So uh, that's the uh, that's the tricky part. So, uh, but there you go. Yeah, it's that's typically you know if we sat here and just had people talk about their podcast. Uh, there are Facebook groups where you can just say, here's my podcast, please listen to it. Uh, things like that to, to promote it. Um, you know, so if you're looking for a place to, to shout from the mountain, come listen to my podcast. There are places like that. You can, uh, I interviewed um, Gary Arndt on the school of podcasting and he's spending money to put his show in front of other people. So there are all sorts of other ways to, uh, to promote your show. So, um, but I do love the creativity and you know what? I did, for the record, if he's still listening, I didn't kick you out. Uh, that's a that's a um, that's a wisdom app thing. Yeah, wisdom. That that's ought, okay. We're getting close to the end here. Yeah. Man. So, um, yeah. But that's definitely a uh, a different show. Now, if I go to his website, I want to do well. Uh, but Dave, let me let me just say, yeah, like yeah. At, at the end of the day, podcast and podcast promotion for for those that that's your, that's your responsibility, right? It's that's nobody else's responsibility, but yours. Now you're paying someone to promote you like through advertising or whatever. That's a different story. Right. And, and you know, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if Lipson Lipson's a hosting company. I I don't see it as Lipson's or Spreaker's or Podbean's job to promote me. They there's, there's, they have ways for, for you, you know, you can distribute on the different platforms. Right. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you're, you're paying for hosting. I think you're paying for hosting. I think if you're paying for promotion, you're paying for promotion. I think those are fairly separate from that standpoint. Of course, they want you to be popular, so they're doing some things to help with that. But listen, at the end of the day, I, it, it boils down to us. That responsibility comes down to us. What am I doing to get to help get the word out, to help be in the spaces that I'm being in? And, um, you, you know, and that, so it, at the end of the day, it's we're all, we're all small business owners, and it comes down to, what am I going to do? One of the things, I mean, luck, we've talked about this before. Luck determines sometimes you hit the right, the right space at the right time and doing the right things. And it just works in your favor. You know, yeah. Not everybody's going to be a Burger King. Well, I remember when uh, Cliff Ravenscraft started a, sh- a podcast about the TV show Lost, and he did it about three weeks before CBS launched their official Lost podcast. Yeah. So when they searched, they found Cliff's. So that was purely luck. And he's turned that into a right. career now, but you know, had he not done that, uh, but I would definitely list my show in all those different directories that you feel comfortable with and, and go that route. But the non, you know, or, or fiction podcasts are kind of tough. Evo Terra is doing one now and he talks about them after they're done because so many people you get there and you're like into episode six and they're like, Oh yeah. Episode seven is not going to come out for another month. And they're, they get kind of frustrated. And so Evo's like, no, here's a really cool story. Here's why I like it. And the whole thing's available over here. But uh, there's, I know there is a definite, you know, fiction podcast community uh, out there. So definitely look for other people that are kind of doing the same thing you are. Because there, again, we talked about networks earlier today. There might be a network of people that not so much like a website where you can get listed on, but just other people that are doing the same thing you're doing. And uh, I know at uh, PodFest, they have a, a pro podcaster track this year of people that are doing this 
for a living and and they've created a track just for them because those people have, you know, different issues and problems and thoughts than maybe other people do. So, um, but, uh, thanks for, uh, for coming in. That was really cool. But, uh, first one down 2023, Jim, where we're, we did it. We made it. We made, we made it. it through. Yeah. And, uh, what's coming up on, uh, the average guy.tv. Yeah. So we, um, I just had Jay Franzi from Franzi and friends on, and uh, we talked a little bit about that solo stove and that article we wrote about. And then, we spent most of the time talking about productivity devices, gadgets for your desk. So what are some things, you know, thinking about your desk, your monitors, computers, microphones, some of those kinds of things. What's maybe new in 2022 or 23 of productivity on your desk? Jay does a nice job of it. It's available right now, homegadgetgeeks.com. And before I forget, Sean has a question in the chat room. Jim, can you take a screenshot of that? And we will yeah. we will throw that in next week's episode. But I appreciate sure. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the school of podcasting, I'm doing an episode on we want people to click, we want people to listen, and we want people to follow. And that is the criteria we should use along with our own gut instinct when we make a decision. Because I see people are getting stuck on things, and I'm like, okay, well, which one will make them click, listen, or follow? And if, if you go, well, this one would be better at this. Okay, do that. So if you don't want to listen to the episode, you just got the 30-second version of it. But I've gotten a lot of examples of that that I've been collecting. So that's coming up on uh, the School of Podcasting. And, of course, we're here every Saturday at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Uh, be sure to uh, like and subscribe. I uh, actually went over 3,000 subscribers uh, over the weekend. That was kind of cool. Uh, but be sure to like and, um, you know, smash the bell, whatever else you're supposed to do here on uh, YouTube. We always appreciate that. And um, we are here every Saturday, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Ask the podcast coach dot uh, com slash live or slash join if you ever want to jump in. And the camera is optional. Thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co and Dan over at based on a true story podcast dot com. Uh, And thanks to the chat room for hanging out. We'll see you next week.